Welcome to the Play Your Way podcast. I'm your host, Brian. And I'm your other host, Ethan Mace. And today is episode 28, talking about open world video games. Before we get into that discussion, follow us on Twitter at PYW Podcast, Instagram at The PYW Podcast, and the new kid on the block, YouTube. We are expanding into YouTube um, at the channel name Play Your Way. If you can't find it, go ahead and follow our link trees on our social media to get there. We've got some great videos already posted, so check that out. All right, let's talk about this. Episode 28, open world video games. Um, We like doing these topics um, to kind of bring these discussions to light and just kind of share our experiences with them. And I've always been curious in kind of the backstory and the transformation because video games are really an ever-growing art um, and there's always going to be transformations with them. And specifically with open world games and I found an article from GameSkinny.com by Miles T titled, What Happened to Linear Games and Are They Due a Resurgence? And really in this article, they really make some great points. Um, Not entirely sure if they're all, you know, legitimately, you know, fact, but they're great observations and perspectives nonetheless. And, you know, one of the, you know, points that Miles makes in this article is he feels like one of the pin he get he kind of pinpoint a pivotal moment in gaming with really Fallout 3 and Skyrim setting the trajectory of open world expectations because nowadays and we'll talk about it a little bit more the expectation nowadays is triple a big budget open world games mm-hmm. nothing less <laughs> and honestly though you know doing some you know reflection fallout 3 and skyrim specifically that's not a bad perspective to really say i think this might be where it started so i it's kind of weird actually because i was trying to think about it and like the moment that i that like open world really started to become a thing and on it like like fallout 3 and skyrim those are really huge moments uh and that was probably like the tipping point but I think you could even trace it back to like as early as the Nintendo 64 when like mm. 3D gaming really started yeah, to true. to become popular and you see, you know, Zelda switching from a 2D model to like the Ocarina yep. of Time and then you have, you know, the various 3D Marios that are starting to come out and you can kind of see games are beginning to transition to that mm. open world model in a sort of a way. That's a really good point, honestly, and I I think there's some truth to that, too. I mean, yeah, I mean, we talk about it all the time, like, a, a, a game series that's still 2D to this day, its only 3D game was on the N64, and that's Donkey Kong, <laughs> you know? Like, even they experimented with stuff like that, and yeah, you know, the revolution of 3D gaming, you know, kind of did put an expectation on, well, let's see what we can do with these worlds. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, no, it, it's... It's really interesting to, to, to try to trace that stuff back. Yeah. So, you know, if you want to check out that article in depth a little bit more, again, that's on GameSkinny.com by Miles D. What happened to linear games and are they do a resurgence? There's some great points in there. Check out the article for some more. And, you know, you know, thinking about this a little bit more, especially with the announcement of Metroid Dread, and we talked about it a little bit recently, is... You know, uh, you know, if you just want entertainment, go on Twitter. You'll find the craziest, you know, most perspectives out there for people to just get mad. And one of the things people are getting mad about is Metroid Dread being $60, which, you know, there was talks in the past about Skyward Sword. And really, I feel like every game Nintendo is putting out now, so, you know, someone's like, it's not worth this much money or that right. game's not worth it. No, that to the side, 
you know, I've heard this perspective and, you know, thinking about it a little bit more, you know, when they when people see a Metroid game, new Metroid game in the series, it's not a port, it's not a remake, it's a brand new game, but they see that it's 2D, they immediately start expecting less because it's not a big budget, triple A, open world, massive RPG. And th- this is where we are now. Right. It, it, it's honestly silly because... In my opinion, if if this is your your stance on it, you've probably never played a 2D Metroid game, so you've no right. clue like what they're like and 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 how good they are. It's just it's just absurd to 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 me to have that stance of brand new Metroid game that that like that is a mainline game. Like we're not yep. talking about like like Federation forces or something mm-hmm. like that. Yep. Like brand new game that's continuing the storyline and it's not worth like full value. That's just such an odd stance to take, you know? It is. And, and this is just the beginning. Cause I, this is kind of like the fire that's kind of started recently. So I, I really don't want to see the bonfire that's going to exist a couple few 10 years from now like where is the, where is the discussion going to be at this point you know imagine like imagine if like f-zero does come back somehow right like like the, the discourse will be you're going to charge 60 dollars yep. for a for a racing, a, a racing game like yep. yeah like it, yep, yep. and it's the silliest thing you know i don't even know what to say you know i've had these conversations so many times so let's let's dive into this topic though because funny enough and i've said this before multiple times i i personally i have this love-hate relationship with open world games because i've said it before i i like my more linear straightforward short simple structured games i I do i'd like to be told what to do how to do it when to do it and i boom knock it out i'm going into it right you know you don't have that with open world and i will say this there are some exceptions out there right and so just jumping into those open world games that i personally played not a lot i realized i actually thought i played more than um than i thought but like strictly you know objectively open world you you know forza horizon 4 you know which by the way that's a brilliant idea to have an open world racing game and they they knocked it out of the park with that but you know for the more story-based games you got borderlands and specifically that probably rings a bell for everyone is zelda breath of the wild and Mm -hmm. you know it, it this is the case the open world games instead of the game giving me structure i kind of have to mentally structure it myself so like with breath of the wild massive open world and so i had to come up with a plan and a structure and so what i did is all right we're knocking out the top the towers in each region we're gonna get to the top of the tower put it on the map and we're just gonna that's our that's our very start we're gonna knock out the towers and then once we knock those towers out okay we can kind of see the map and as we go we're gonna knock out some shrines get to a certain point then we're gonna go to the divine beast like i had a plan i had to kind of create that structure for me now that's more work <laughs> you have to be <laughs> intentional and not everyone likes to do that I mean, you know people are just like i don't want any structure i just want to go and be free and do whatever i want when i want and that's okay too i mean even like minecraft you know that's something i don't really give a whole lot of structure to that it's open world obviously sandbox game but you know it's i have a love-hate relationship with open world games but i do respect them but now they're starting to become very abundant yeah i mean i i enjoy open world games a lot the issue is is for like unless they're just phenomenal games like Fallout 3 or something like right. that I have a hard time sticking with them to the end because 
there's just there's so much to do and you get lost in the world and eventually you did for me at least i kind of just lose interest at some point and obviously that's not the case for everything like fallout 3 was incredible and and i loved that experience for that game breath of the wild is is an awesome game no matter what you know you're doing in it so like there are clearly games that can break that mold of, of keeping me to the end but you know with so many of them coming out and now that not all games are created equal unfortunately a lot of them just don't hold me like they used to you know that's interesting you bring that up for two points one i don't know if we've ever had that conversation and i don't know if i've ever had you know heard that perspective from you but it's definitely something i felt myself i'm sure Mm -hmm. a lot of people have felt the same exact way and you know what you know our next section is you know the pros and cons of open world games and that's part of that discussion so let's talk about it for a little bit now uh, you know we'll talk about the cons but let's talk about some pros real quick because you know there are obviously pros out there some really great benefits to the expansion the revolution the transformation from linear to open world into these massive games and number the the obvious one number one immersion into the game the freedom Mm -hmm. to explore the freedom to discover what exists inside this world this massive open world you're just immersed into the game you're with it 100 percent. i mean and we're going to talk about breath of the wild so much this episode (laughs) it's kind of wild but breath of the wild it it like it's kind of one of the perfect ones you know when it comes to for this it just immerses you so well into into that particular high role that you're in you know you really you get to you know explore it and and like it's fully fleshed out it, 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 yeah immersion into a game is so engrossing especially yes. when done right that, that i mean it's just such an awesome quality i agree and you know back when i had my backlog and i was just so focused on getting those games knocked out I, you know, it was one of those things that I missed out on because even for like a Breath of the Wild, I, you know, I was like so focused on, you know, keeping a pace and not just saying, you know what, let's relax. Let's, let's take our time. Let's, let's immerse ourselves into the game. Let's just explore without any burdens, without any expectations, without any need or, you know, need to do anything. And, you know, I think there is, you know, something fun about that now we'll get into Mm -hmm. the cons of where at first that's an awesome thing but you if you don't keep a pace i would argue that you unfortunately you might miss out on on keeping with that story and you might lose interest and you know that's where we're dropping these games coming to play but we haven't gotten there yet but yeah i would agree you know immersion to the game that's where it's at yeah 100 percent. and another you know really good thing about uh, open world games is you know if you prefer longer games this is probably yep. where you're going to go for them you know yep. uh, there's just a lot of of time that you can be spent you know just exploring the world not really even playing like like the main storyline of a game just searching around and finding things yeah I, like i'll boot up skyrim every now and then it's a game i've never beaten but i've started it so many times mm. and, and eventually i just end up getting lost and looking around at everything that i can find yeah I agree, and you know, someone who's been playing a lot of short games because that's that's what I love. Mm-hmm. You know, for someone who you know you might not have the money to be spending like you know sixty dollars every time you beat a four to ten hour game in a week or two. That's a lot of money that adds up in a month. You can get a lot more you know bang for your buck with these longer open world games because you know more times than not they might take you three weeks, a month, two months. 
three, four, six months, depending how you play the game. And guess what? You're getting your money's worth if that's the case. Right. Yeah, 100%. And, you know, one of the last points that I have here as well is, you know, one of the benefits about these open world games and, you know, these massive games is it really allows the developers to showcase those graphics, those visuals, even the gameplay with these open world games. Yes, you can do it a little bit with the more linear, more structured, even like a 2D game, but you want to talk about like, you know, showing off that, you know, top of, you know, top-notch graphics. They're usually showing off the more open world. Yeah, no, 100%. I don't know if it's a if it's a budget like if it's a budget thing where these big open world games just have more of a budget for it or what but but yeah a lot of the times you know like a big selling point is here's this big open world and it is beautiful and looks incredible and you can just you know you'll you'll be satisfied with that you know uh, more often than not so yeah no i mean this is definitely yeah this is definitely kind of hand in hand i would say definitely all right, so let's let's talk about the the bad news of open world because every good thing has its flaws. And so does open world games. And of course, you know, some of this stuff is subjective to, you know, the player, but it, we're, you know, we're looking at this, you know, as a generalization. And the first one like we've already mentioned, these big massive open world games, man, just even saying that sounds fun, sounds awesome. Right. But when you work a 9 to 5, full-time job, family, maybe even school, other life commitments. Just even the thought of starting this 60, 50, 80, 100-hour game can be a deterrent. I know it is for me, and it has Mm -hmm. been for a lot of games. Like, personally, I've been trying to start Xenoblade Chronicles, and I've been pushing it off because I'm like, (laughs) I I just, I'm not ready, you know, to commit 50, 60, 70 hours. Like, I'm I'm just not ready, you know? I I need to, I need to get the right mindset. I need to be in a good season that I have a little bit more free time, you know, to be able to do this. And so sometimes these big games can be a deterrent to even starting. Yeah, no, the games like these are super intimidating for a lot of people. And it is, uh, I mean, it's unfortunate, you know, cause, cause there isn't really a ton of middle ground, you know, right? like if it's open world, it's almost always going to be a huge time sink, no matter what. Yep. And, and it would be nice to see something kind of, kind of you know kind of bridge that i haven't seen it yet not saying it doesn't exist i just don't know of it unfortunately right Uh, but yeah that i could see how that'd be a a big issue for a lot of people yeah and and you know the next three points that i'm going to talk about and the one that i just said they can all be culminated into really the biggest con is finishing that game like like you've already said you know there's so many open world games that fun at first and you realize you drop them and you put them back on the shelf and you haven't visited them. You haven't beat them. And I can say the same thing about games that I played and that's unfortunate, but like, so for example, um, you know, another con of open road games is they can be too empty or filled with too much fluff, too much stuff for the sake of having too much. And it kind of creates this imbalance of maybe there's just not enough in this big, huge open world to where, yeah, it's cool that there's an open world, but what's in it for me to, for, you know, for me, or there's yeah. just too much stuff to where it's like, okay, you're just bombarding me with just stuff that is not necessarily needed. If you kind of cut it down a bit, you know, had, had a little mm-hmm. bit more structure there, it, it might actually make a good punch of a game. Yeah, this is, 
this is a huge one for me. Uh, it's something that that yeah, I've said to you before, Brian. Yep. Is is just because a game is open world doesn't automatically make it you know phenomenal. If the world doesn't, if the world itself isn't compelling, if there isn't anything in it that makes you want to keep coming back, make you keep exploring it. It, there's really not much to the game itself. A game that I think of that that like really does this phenomenally is is Red Dead Two, uh, just because like I remember playing through that game and and like I'd just be riding to like my next mission and whatnot, and it felt like this would happen, you know, a good amount. Like there'd be just be something interesting happening on the side of the road, and like I and I would go from being hard set on to like. On like I need to get to my next mission. Go ahead and knock that out. To okay, well let's see what happens here. And it it never felt like an inconvenience to do that because That's they always cool. felt yeah they always felt properly paced, like fairly realistic. Like it, it they just it was a really good balance in my opinion. Yeah, for you to even like just kind of like uh, share that story, I'm just thinking. I'm like, I could visualize that, and that being a really fun thing. And it seems like they do that well. And that's that's another open world game on the uh, on the wish list that I've had at one point that I do wanna you know I do wanna get to at some point. But yeah, you know that's. I mean, even you know, take these big open world games. One of the the biggest you know fears that I've gotten into. Thankfully, I haven't I haven't been tripped up by it but i i've heard many times that people have said yeah you know with these open world games i start and then you know life comes up you know i can't get back to it until a week later maybe two weeks maybe it's been a month you start that back up and you're like where am i at i don't even remember where i was what i was doing what's going on and then guess what that just deters you even more from wanting to get back and, and playing again which is unfortunate yeah, I agree 100% here. Because a lot of the times, like, when this happens to me, I feel the need to just restart the game. But yep. I've already sunk so much time into it, I don't want to. And then I, and I'm like, I have to, like, I got to make a choice. I either have to restart and just throw away the time I've spent on it already. Or I need to just keep going and, like, just try to remember how to play or, or what I was even doing, you know. Like, it, it it's, it's, can be such an inconvenient thing sometimes. And honestly, to that same point, I think the same could be said for even the storyline. Man, I, I tell you what, it's, you know, I'm thinking about like Zelda, Zelda Breath of the Wild where there was a storyline there, but that game was mainly focused on exploration and gameplay to where, you know, when you did the story, you know, element, it was few and far between to where, oh my gosh, if you if you sunk a hundred hours into Breath of the Wild and never touched any story thing, you're going to be lost. You're going to be lost with the story, and it's going to make you hard to really keep along with what's going on story-wise. Right, yeah, 100%. It, it, it's, it's unfortunate because, yeah, like some games are, some games are just so open world to their own detriment, you know? Yep. And... Again, some games really hit the balance on it, you know, like, you know, like, like again, I talked about it earlier, Red Dead 2, like you're really, yeah. really balances this really well. But a lot of the times they're just, you know, they're just not able to quite balance everything out. And that's all to say that we're assuming every gamer only plays one game at a time, and we know that's not true. So, right. you know, you add another game into the mix, maybe even a third that people have in rotation, and that just makes things even more complicated for open world games. Oh, yeah. No, it, it, it you're, you're juggling at that point. It, <laughs> it, 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 all, it all just can fall apart at any given moment when that happens. 
Exactly. Uh, but nonetheless, we love our open world games. And so, you know, thinking through this topic, I actually kind of fell in kind of to the some pit traps here when it comes to putting some games in the open world category when I kind of realized that wasn't necessarily the case. And, mm-hmm. you know, they have open world elements but they also have maybe more linear and structured elements as well and so i kind of have a section here of notable games that have dabbled in both that you know that i personally played and you know the number one you know game that came to mind was mario odyssey i was so close to putting that into the open world games category that i played i was like wait (laughs) usually mario games are kind of cut off into worlds cut off into stages cut off into these you know different different times i'm like that's not necessarily open world but it is at the same time because you get into this stage and it is open world you can explore you can get these you know moons and coins you know at different you know time links you know depending on how you're playing and so you know there's kind of these notable elements i mean you have like pokemon sword and shield right where it's you know very very structured then you have the uh the wild area right very open world for the first time in the pokemon series persona 5 so quickly put that in the open world category where i was like wait 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 no there's days there's there's you know you have the palaces which are structured and that it's not a free roam open world i mean even paper mario origami king that i played um you know there's loading screens that get you from the next place you know from one place to another that's that just is an indication there that's not an open world that's a you know i have to load up this next section of the world you know so no yeah i agree i mean these games i think really do a a a good job of kind of dabbling in both i mean you mentioned persona 5 obviously i have to talk about that mm-hmm. i mean it, like it's so interesting because it's it's a very linear game and and because you know, it's it's structured to the point where like you know, this day you do this, this day you do this, this day you do that yep. within the story. But there are moments where it'll give you just free reign to go do whatever you want, wherever you want. Yeah, and that's absolutely you know an open world element. So yeah, no, I mean, I think I think you got a solid list here uh, of games that kind of address both of that. Definitely. Now, are there any open world games on your wish list that you you've been wanting to check out for a while, but you just haven't gotten to it? Um. I mean, I so I'm still kind of interested in, in like hitting up like Sea of Thieves. I kind of want to see what that's like. Yeah. Um. I mean, like I'm planning on running through like the Dragon Quest series. Right. I think I think you consider that open world enough, you know? Yeah. Uh, I would say those are probably the main ones right now. Yeah, uh, and I would say for me, I know you keep bringing up uh, Red Dead Redemption Two, and man, I, I'm gonna have to add that to my 2022 list early on because. It, it's right up my alley I, again i think the issue is this this you know the length of the game the right. open worldness of the game is really a deterrent for me man but i'm gonna get to it at some point it's not the first open world game i played i love the story love the setting i love it all i'm gonna get to it but yeah th- that's kind of our discussion on open world video games again there, there's kind of been a transformation from very very linear and structured to now the expectation is it needs to be triple a it needs to be massive it needs to be open world is that a good thing is that a bad thing let us know what open world games have you played do you prefer open world games do you prefer more structured and linear games we're open for the discussion thank you for checking out episode 28 we will see you in the next one yep see ya.